Greetings, everyone. Welcome to D Green with Amy. I'm Amy. After adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, my hubby Rick and I lost over 130 pounds. Now I coach others on their plant-based journey. Just test voice. Let's welcome our guest. Charm Ridley is in her early 60s. She takes no medicines and is a living testament to the power of plants. Please click like to help be green with Amy. Welcome, Charm Ridley. Greetings and welcome, Charm. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. I've I've heard a lot about you and I've seen a lot of things that you do. And today, Charm is going to show us some delicious whole food plant-based recipes. And she's also going to share her story of how she resolved many health issues by adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And Charm, you wanted to give a little disclaimer about to, about today before we start. So what did you want to tell everybody? Yes, I uh, early this morning, I had some dental work done, which turned into some extensive dental work. So if you'll notice that my mouth is moving to the side, this whole side of my mouth is numb. So I just wanted to let everyone know that. <laughs> and guys, click like, because here, you know, after dental work coming on a live show, that is so awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I so appreciate you being here. It's it's just so great. And before we begin, we're going to start with our game of true or false. It's time for true or false on Be Green with Amy Live. Answer true or false to Amy's questions in the comments below. And Amy will ask our guest for the expert answer. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the health issues that you resolve. And so I wanted to start off with this, true or false. And before you guys type in your answers, YouTube and Facebook, when they see the word false, they think it's like a bad thing that you're making a bad comment. <laughs> so if you could try type in T or F instead, that would be better. <laughs> okay, so TRF, the level of C-reactive protein, CRP, increases when there's inflammation in your body. And a simple blood test can be done to check your C-reactive protein level. So go ahead and type in your answer. And then Charm, this will give you an opportunity to talk about things. So go ahead and give your answer. All right. Um, and you want me to mention as far as C-reactive protein is concerned with me? Yeah, sure. Well, well, first answer the, the question and then segue into that. Yeah. All right. Well, the answer is true. Um, I had no idea what C-reactive protein was until I was about uh, maybe a month or so into my journey and noticed that at that time, my C CRP number was 5.9. And that was when I learned that it really needs to be under one. Um, now, the last time that I had my um, blood work done, it was 0.3. So it, it definitely a whole lot less inflammation in my body. Wow. That's amazing. Now, do, did you have the same physician who took the first blood? Uh, um, no, the, the first, well, the first one was, a, it was a different doctor. I, I have since found one who's friendly to plant. Based oh, okay. So it took me a while to find someone, but every time I get blood work done yearly, they, they do check it. And the last time I had it done, it was 0.3. Okay. So we have another T or F. T or F, animal products, beef, fish, poultry, eggs, 
especially dairy, cheese, milk, ice cream, yogurt, etc., cause inflammation? T or F? Charm, what do you say? Uh, definitely true. Um, I noticed when I first got sick, uh, I started studying about whole food plant-based eating. And then when I learned that animal products actually created an inflammatory response to the body, that's when I knew that this was the lifestyle uh, for me. And um, it, yeah, it, that was all I needed to know because inflammation was a major problem for me. Okay. So talking about inflammation, I have one more T or F and I, I might have another one, but I just want to put this one in and then we'll talk about your, your story. T or F, curcumin found in turmeric may work as well as or better than anti-inflammatory drugs and painkillers for the treatment of knee osteoarthritis. T or F, Green Warriors. Okay, Charm. Yeah, um, turmeric definitely helps with inflammation. Uh, I used to drink something with a plant-based milk called uh, golden milk, and I used to drink that at night. And um, that was when I, I first learned about turmeric and uh, everything that I've read about nu nutrition facts has a whole lot of information on it. And so uh, most definitely. Okay. Well, that's great. So now I wanted to give you a chance to kind of talk about your story because it seems when I was, I, you have a YouTube channel. We'll talk about that later. And you also do some other things that we'll let everybody know about, but you had a lot of health issues that were for, for a long time. So yes. why don't you talk to us about that? Uh, absolutely. I um, I did not know how sick I was. Um, in uh, December of 2016, was right after Thanksgiving. Um, and I, I knew I had not, did not feel well. I went to the doctor um, and they took a whole bunch of blood work. And then I came home with these bags full of medicine didn't know where to start. Of course, I took my medicine the first few days, but then I realized that there had to be a better way. I started studying. I started reading. I ran upon um, Forks Over Knives. Um, the movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. the movie, the, the film Forks Over Knives. Uh, and that's when I first found out about the inflammation factor uh, was when I read that. Um, and I sort of switch, flipped the switch right away when I learned about the um, inflammation. Uh, so that I uh, got rid of animal products overnight. It took me a while to get rid of the processed food. Um, and But from that, I think it probably took about a year. Uh, I lost my first 60 or so pounds. Um, and it was pretty effortless, actually. Um, and then, of course, the added weight does not help anything. I, I have I've had 19 surgeries. I, I've had a lot of issues in my life. I have a connective tissue disorder that now um, I, I still feel pain, but not the constant, you know, sometimes as much as a six or seven level pain. That does not happen to me anymore. Um, I don't take any medicines. I no longer walk with a cane. I used to walk with a cane. I walked with an apparatus. I was a, a teacher for 30 years and I was that teacher who always showed up, but I had something wrong with me all the time. Sprained something, broke something, walked with a cane. Uh, now, um, as I said, I take no medicines on a regular basis. 
Um, I um, I feel good. Uh, I'm able to exercise uh, without pain. Uh, I just um, it, it's a it's it's a it's a miracle actually. Um, you know, with the way that I feel now compared to the way that I did just you know what five six years ago. You you said something, and you said my first sixty pounds. What do you, what? So where did you start, and and where are you now? Well, I I was close to three hundred pounds, and um the and I say I shouldn't have said first because what <laughs> what go what's been happening with me for the last several years, especially at the beginning of the pandemic and on now, is that I've been gaining and losing the same twenty five pounds. So I'm still stuck right around that sixty pound place, and so um, now I have to work at it. Um, you know, and, and with the underactive thyroid that I have, that's just life. It's, we know the things that we need to do. We know what we can and cannot do. I know that if I go to a restaurant that has that extra oil in it, I'm going to gain a few pounds. Do I do it anyway sometimes? Yes. Do I know I shouldn't do it? Yes. Um, but it's just one of those, that that's where the struggle continues. Um, but I never thought that I would ever, you know, get below 280 or below 270. And that happened fast, that first 60 pounds. And then now it's it's decisions that I have to make on a regular basis. I can lose it, but I can gain it really, really fast again. And so that's where I am now. I still struggle, um, but I do make good choices most of the time, I would say about 85, 90% of the time. This is sometimes I don't make the best choices. Yeah, there's, a, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that happen. And uh, I'm glad that you talk about that because so many people think, oh, this person, they're special. I can't be like them. And, you know, and, and you're human. And showing the human side is just so encouraging for a lot of people that are watching because a lot of people are struggling and some of them have to be still be on medications and medications can interfere with that. And then of course, like you talked about with your thyroid health conditions can interfere with the weight loss. But the other thing that I like that you talked about was that, it, that you, it's not just the weight loss. That's, that's the thing that we're talking about here, right? We're talking about health, right. And feeling better. And yes, so overall. even though you may not have achieved your fantasy goal, as exactly. far as your health and everything, right? What would you say? Exactly. It's it's like my quality of life is tremendously better than it used to be. Um, I feel, I, I don't feel sick all the time. I don't feel tired all the time. Um, I I worried at the very beginning, my, my, I have heart disease in my family and my, my daddy had his first quadruple bypass when he was in his fifties. And I worried which of my kids was going to be the one to have to take care of me. That was my biggest worry at that time, was that I was going to be going down that same path as my daddy. But now when I look at triglycerides that are in the 60s, you know, and, and very high HDL and um, my blood pressure, um, I still work on my blood pressure yearly. I, I do a, a doctor supervised water fast yearly, and that regulates my blood pressure for me. Um, never goes above the systolic 140, but then when I do my water fast, it goes back down into the 20s. Um, the diastolic is always wonderful, always, you know, in the 60s and 70s. So overall, I'm very, very healthy, and I'm just very happy about that. 
Yeah. And you just think, what if you didn't run across this lifestyle? Where would you be now? It's it's so sad. And, and that's why both of us do things like this. That's why we come on these programs, because we want people to, who are searching for answers to stumble upon something like this. And the more of us that are out there doing this, the more likely somebody's going to stumble upon these answers, which are better answers than some of the other answers they may run across that might give them short-term results, but long-term, not, right. not so good. And sometimes <laughs> people think that this is hard. And at the beginning, it could be hard. It could be because you're giving up things or you think that you're giving up things that, that have, have been a part of your life all your life. But it's very easy to make tasty food, um, you know, that that follows the whole food plant based lifestyle. And um, and the, the alternative is you know, nothing tastes good, good, good health feels. Yes. So well said. And, you know, speaking of that, a, a lot of people, especially people who have certain um, ethnic backgrounds or just certain family kind of uh, attachments to food, they have things that usually are not healthy that they have had, especially in their childhood. And then when they think about adopting this lifestyle, they think, oh, now I have to give up this or give up that. So that gives me, leads me to my next T or F question. So type in T or F. And that is Creole style cooking can be transferred into many whole food, plant-based, oil-free, healthy meals, which are delicious. So what's your guess, Green Warriors? Type T or F. And then we're going to ask Charm to tell us the answer to that one. Go ahead. All yep, right, Sean, the answer, answer is true, yeah. definitely. My background, yes, the answer is T, true, absolutely. Uh, my background is in Louisiana. All of my family, my roots are in Louisiana. So I grew up cooking things like gumbo, uh, fish cubion, uh, crawfish etouffee, um, you know, all those kinds of things that, you know, that, that you, we cook in Louisiana. And I made it my business to try to replicate as many of those dishes as I could. Um, and I've been very successful, as a matter of fact. And I, I started recreating them and, and putting them on my YouTube channel. I uh, My red beans and rice, red beans and rice taste just like my red beans and rice used to taste. Um, when I would uh, share it with people who are not plant-based, they could not tell the difference. Um, another dish that I make that I used to make a lot are my mixed greens. Um, it, but now I put cabbage, kale, and collards instead of just collards, but I make collards as well. Uh, there again, you can't tell the difference. Uh, I did, I was able to perfect my gumbo. I've been working on that because the Louisiana roux is very, very hard to make, e even when you make it the traditional way with all the oil. But I've learned how to make my Louisiana roux in the oven. And it makes a wonderful okra gumbo. And then, of course, I do a lot of recipes with okra because that's a staple in Louisiana. Oh, wow. That's exciting. And I think that our um, our audience is getting excited because at Sky Drock, I guess it is, said, are there recipes coming? 
<laughs> yes, there's going to be a recipe demo and the recipes is going to be available in the show notes. So everybody's getting excited about this charm. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jesse Dean said, the, "Now what I'm cooking today is not Louisiana." Yeah, I'm sorry. What? What I'm cooking today is not my Louisiana flares. Those take a little bit too long to cook. But I do have a, um, a on my YouTube channel. Every single one of my rec uh, the the newer ones have the recipe printed there. Yeah, but so I think some of the things you're going to cook have kind of that flair to it, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this way it shows people that they're, you know, if they're not uh, cooks that have, that are in the kitchen for, you know, for for serious business, that they can even do things like what you're going to be showing us today. So, do you want to get started? Yes, let me go on and do that. So, the first thing I want to do while I'm here, before I get to my um, stove, is to show you how I'm going to turn this this way. How I use my instant pot. I, I'm going to show you some recipes that I use Instant Pot potatoes for. I keep Instant Pot potatoes in my refrigerator all the time. That way you always have something that you can go to and make a very quick, tasty meal. So for those of you who are familiar with an Instant Pot, I'm going to put my cup of water. Always do that when you're steaming. And then my trivet. And then my potatoes. You can put a lot more than this, but I've already made a lot so that I can actually um, use them in today's demo. But then once my potatoes are in there, and this is an older model. You may have a newer model, so yours may work just a little bit differently. So what I do is I put it on manual. And it's already on nine because I just finished cooking some potatoes. Typically, if I'm going to eat the potatoes that day, I'll cook them for about maybe 12 minutes. But because I'm putting these in my um, in my refrigerator, um, I want don't, don't want them completely cooked because I use them for the purpose of creating other dishes. So I always put it on nine. Make sure that that seal, that is set to seal, and then. You can just let it do what it needs to do. And so I'm just going to push this back and show you what I made earlier today. These are my Instant Pot potatoes right here. And um, you can use these for just um, one way that I love to use them is to cut them up and put a little soy sauce and nutritional yeast on them in little chunks and then pop them in the air fryer wonderful, wonderful, quick meal, quick little dish. But what I'm going to show you today are a few dishes uh, using these. So what I'm going to do, first of all, is show you how easy these things are to, let me pull this down just a little bit, how easy these are to um, work with. And so the first thing that I'm going to make, because this is the one I think that takes a little bit longer, um, is my cabbage and potatoes. And so with cabbage and potatoes, I do make them a little bit larger. And so I just cut that right in half like that. And then, and this is about the size of the potato that I'm gonna use for my cabbage and potatoes. And I usually like to have my mise en place done 
Uh, and when I say mise en place, that's a, a French term that means everything in its place. Let me make that just a little smaller. Um, the um, That's where you make sure that you cut up everything that you need and um, dice up and all of that so that everything is ready for you um, when you get ready to. And I'll show you my mise en place in just a second. Okay. So that's what I'm going to use for this particular dish. And as you can see, the potatoes are just about cooked. So that part of it will not take long at all. So I'm going to move my laptop up here. And can you see my, my pot? Okay. Can you see that? There we go. And when I say mise en place, <clears throat> this is an example of mise en place. I've cut up all of the onions that I'm going to need for all of my dishes. Every single thing that I need has been cut up. Typically with mise en place, when I'm doing some classes, I also measure out um, all of the um, seasonings and things, but I did not measure those out. I'll go on and, and just get a, um, a measuring spoon. So I'm going to turn that on. And you start off with a hot skillet. So I'm gonna let that get hot for just a second. Let me get my measuring spoons and get ready. It's good to start off with a hot skillet. And then that way that stops. So off. we're asking about the mirepaw. A mirepaw is a flavor-based made uh -huh. from diced vegetables cooked yes. on medium heat, true or false. So type in T or F, and while you're cooking, you're going to talk to us about that. Okay. All right. So mirepoix is typically onions, bell pepper, and carrots. That's your typical mirepoix. And what that is, is a seasoning vegetables. That's what I used to call it before I knew the name of it when I went to the Ruby cooking school. Um, for me, you can't have any kind of mirepoix without the celery as well, because that's in Louisiana, they call that the trinity, the onions, bell pepper, and the celery. So I only use carrots in some of my dishes, not all of my dishes. Mine typically is consist of the onions, bell pepper, and the celery. Um, but yeah, and, and that's what gives it all of that wonderful flavor. So it's almost hot. I'm going to let that go just for a little bit longer. And then we will get started with the first dish. And sometimes I'll take a little piece of onion and I'll drop it. I, you probably couldn't hear that, but I could. So I'm going to use a third of my onions. Did you hear that? I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, the first one I'm making is the cabbage and potato. So this one takes red. And I could use this one, but I just wanted some color. And then. And of course, we're not using any oil today, no right? No oil at all. Nope. That's my carrots. And the thing about sauteing with no oil, now what I'm going to do is turn this down to a medium. So it'll be on the medium for the majority of what I'm doing here. 
and it's important to agitate it the entire time that you're working with it because what you don't want is for anything to burn i um i noticed that i left garlic off of most of my recipes that's very strange because i use a lot of garlic but uh, i was unable to find garlic a couple of times uh, i use organic I was able, unable to find it a couple of times, and I didn't want to run into um, the situation of not being able to have it today, so I just left it out of the recipe. But if you are a garlic lover like I am, you'll want to add garlic to this as well. But when you are working with your mirepoix, you want to put the garlic in in the last minute of sauteing this. And when I say saute, notice it is sauteing. Notice nothing is sticking. I do use a, a non-stick skillet, but I also use a cat, uh, um, not cast iron, a, um, um, you know, other stainless steel. You use stainless steel? Stainless steel. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, that's what I use. I use stainless steel. I don't mm -hmm. cook with oil and I don't have a problem with anything sticking as long as I... I, you cook with your ears too, right? Yes. And you can tell because once it starts to stick, and if you have one that does, you can always put a couple of tablespoons at a time of either water or veggie broth, and it'll loosen it for you. Very nice. my celery. I don't think I got, yeah, I did put my celery on there. Actually, I don't think I did. Oh, I hear that instant pot back there about to uh, do its thing. It's pressurizing. It hasn't gotten to the nine minutes yet. I love that instant pot because you can you don't have to be standing over it and worrying about it. You can just do what you're doing and just kind of listen for it if you need need something right away. Right. And there's something that I love doing with the instant pot. And I don't know how many of you are familiar with this technique, but it's called a pot in pot method. Uh, so sometimes when I want to cook a little thing of oatmeal, I'll put it in um, one of my small uh, stainless steel bowls. Uh, put what I need to and then put the water in the bottom of the Instant Pot like you always do. Put that stainless steel bowl on top of the trivet and put that in my, and that's called pot in pot. And I can cook oatmeal without having to stand over it. And that's how I heat up some things too, is through the pot in pot method. All right. So now you notice that the onions are translucent we're about ready to go on to the next step okay so now what i'm going to do is add in i'm going to put just a about a teaspoon did you hear that look what happens and what it does is it um it releases some of that flavor from the bottom of the skillet i love that smell oh it smells so good in here all right. And so now what I'm going to do is add in my seasonings. <clears throat> and I'm just going to sprinkle. That's my Tony Sacheries. That's my Creole seasoning. We have garlic powder. 
onion powder. A little bit of smoked paprika that gives it that smoky flavor. Okay, and I'm just going to toast it for a quick second there. Not much. You don't want it to burn. Now I'm going to add in a little bit of broth. Yes. And be careful when you're cooking with peppers because my Tony Sashery's has uh, cayenne pepper in it. That's a staple in Louisiana. It can cause you to start sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good thing, but not in the kitchen. <laughs> not in the kitchen. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to turn this down and I'm going to add in my cabbage. This is the part that's going to take a little bit longer. So I'm going to stir that around and incorporate those flavors. Very nice. I'm gonna add in just a little bit more broth. So in the recipes, it says, uh, um, I think a quarter of a cup of, a half a cup of broth. You may not use that whole half cup. It just depends on what you need as far as um, making sure that it stays nice and where it doesn't dry out. Okay, so this is the way it's going to look for now. I'm going to go in and move my um, mise en place out the way. I just wanted you all to see this real pretty. So I'm going to move this. And then this skillet can go back here and do what it needs to do. At this point, what it's going to do is what I call um, smothering. And in Louisiana, when we say we're going to smother something, what we mean is we're going to take it and put it on a low fire and put a top on it. So now that will allow the cabbage to cook. Because remember, the potatoes are cooked. So we don't need to spend a lot of time with the potatoes in here, only to get the flavoring once we're almost finished with this particular part. You can make cabbage and potatoes with um, raw potatoes, and I do that quite often, but I'm showing you some quick and easy things to make with your Instant Pot potatoes. All right. So while that's smothering, I'm going to go in and get started on the next dish. And this one is my potato hash. This is really, really fast. Because most of the things in this particular dish don't take a lot at all. So again, same thing. Turn the skillet up on high to start. And this one's gonna include carrots, onions, green bell pepper, and celery. I can just imagine what that kitchen smells like. Right oh, it now. smells so good. <laughs> My daughter came in um, to uh, visit me and um, 
And I told her, I said, ooh, we're going to have some good food in a little bit. She's so excited. She lives in California and she loves my food. Oh, she's super excited about this. For those of you who don't know, I mean, you you probably don't. I am as a teacher, you know, we we continuously get degrees. I have a master's degree in teaching, blah, 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 blah. But the last two years that I was a teacher, I realized that I was going to be retiring at some point and I wanted to get some business courses. So I said, okay, I think I'll get another bachelor's degree so I can learn about business because I wanted to teach cooking classes when I retired. That was the plan until the pandemic hit. But but then, so I retired. I was one of the teachers who retired in 2020. And um, and then I said, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm still working on this degree. And I'm like, well, I have to finish while I'm graduating Friday. And, oh. so, yeah, and so that's why my baby came in town. Oh, how <laughs> wonderful. Congrats. I always say congratulations. I know. <laughs> my older son lives in Hawaii. So two days later, which is Sunday, I'm going to go to Hawaii and I'll be there for a month. So I'm really excited. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. And yeah. that's oh. the thing. A lot of people think, oh, it's too late for me. And no. it's not too late. It's not too late to change your lifestyle. It's not too late to make lots of different changes. Because, you know, there's still things to do. <laughs> and as long as you have your health, you can do them. <laughs> I was just about to say that. As long as you have your health, you can do that. Okay, so I'm going to get started with this one now. So I'm going to put in my onions. I don't know if you heard that. I love that sound. <laughs> this one is the green bell pepper. This one also has carrots. And of course, celery. Celery just gives it. That's a flavor that I grew up with, and um, it just gives it gives your food a saltiness, especially if you're salt free. Most a lot of my cooking is not 100% salt free. It is oil free, but not necessarily salt free. But um, celery gives you that salty flavor, which is really nice. And I've also noticed that if I ever decide to make something and I have no celery, um, I can actually get like the little dry celery seeds and then I crush them. And um, that actually gives it somewhat of that flavor as well. So if you want the celery flavor and you don't have any fresh celery, that can give you that flavor. Just a That's little a good bit. tip. That's mm -hmm. a good tip to, for everybody should keep that on hand because you never know. Sometimes you just can't, don't have that yeah. option. It's Angela Fischetti said, yay, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> and and Sheila Krawcheck said, you rock, Charm. Oh, hey, Sheila. Thank you. <laughs> I know Sheila. I know her, too. She's on the show. <laughs> yeah. Now, look at the color. Look how pretty. Isn't that nice? It's just doing its thing. Now, this is not necessarily as much of a, um, a non-stick. So I'm noticing, I don't know if you can see right in there, there's a little bit of sticking going on. So I'm going to deglaze that. Couple of tablespoons. Very nice. Misty Blue said those colors. Oh. Yes. <laughs> They smell good too. Oh, it smells so good. Now I'm gonna 
stop here for a second. Now I'm going to go peek on, on this one over here, right? And so I just need to kind of toss it around, make sure everything's okay. Oh, it smells good. If you like cabbage and you love the way it smells cooking, you would really enjoy being around here today. Okay? That's still doing what it needs to do. And then the same process. And you're going to notice with a lot of my cooking, I follow the same process at the beginning with quite a few of them. So I have my mirepoix. It's going. And then I'm going to put in my seasonings. Uh, of course, Tony Sashery's. I use Tony Sashery's in most of my food. <laughs> onion right, and there is there is a low salt or no salt option for that yes. as well. This is the low salt one. Uh, this is the light. And then I have the no salt as well. Yeah. It also has a no salt version. Right. And we get, we're giving links to those. So this way people can choose what they're, however they want to do it. Yes. All right. I'm going to add a little bit more broth. Is this toasting fast? And then some smoked paprika. That just gives it a, a very, very nice flavor. The smoked paprika does. And especially in those dishes that have traditionally have smoked meat in them, the smoked paprika um, sort of adds that special flavor in there. Yeah, it seems a lot of the people that come on to cook and even the professional chefs, they seem to enjoy that smoked paprika. So that's what that's the only kind I buy now. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really nice. Okay, let me get my mushroom. This is the hash that I'm making now. I'm sorry I forgot to mention it if I didn't. So now I have my mushrooms in here. And you can put the mushrooms in uh, along with the mirepoix. Um, some people enjoy that step that way. I like my mushrooms a little bit less cooked. So mine are not necessarily going to be as cooked as the... Um, as the mushrooms might, um, that some of you. So if you like well-cooked mushrooms, then you will probably want to include the mushrooms at the mirepoix stage. Look at that. Look how nice. Now, for the hash, I like to cut up the, um, the uh, potatoes a little smaller. Uh, let me see where I can do this. I've already cut these up, but you're not ready, so you're just going to have to wait. <laughs> so I'm just going to cut these up a little. You, you can just you can just change things up if you need to, and it's Absolutely. not any problem. And we don't have to worry about cross contamination, yep. right? Absolutely, you got it. And that's always a concern, you know, when you're cooking with animal products. But you don't have to worry about that in a whole food plant based kitchen. That's for sure. All right. Ooh. Now, guys, look, this dish is almost done. And you have that homemade mirepoix in there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to mix everything together. Give it a little bit more broth. 
And if you didn't have the broth, then you could use other liquids, right? You can just use water or any other liquid that you like. I like the veggie broth, especially if you make your own. Uh, it's always nice. But, you know, if you buy the one in the box or so on, just I try. I like to make my own because I don't like to have the added salt in it um, because I, I have my salt with my Tony Sashries. And by making it yourself, you get to control how much, um, you know, of whatever it is that you have in your broth. And the reason that you do want to have, add extra liquid to this is I don't know if you can see this, but notice how it's forming a little bit of a gravy-ish kind of coating on the potatoes. Can y'all see that? Yes, oh, yeah. it's delicious. Oh, it, it's going to be, I tell you. Now I'm going to put my this down for a second. I'm going to check on my, oh, yes. This one is almost ready. By the time I'm finished with the, the uh, hash, this one's going to be ready for the potatoes. Very good. I'm going to add just a little bit more broth in that one. Gila said, I make my own veggie broth too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like to batch cook mushrooms and then I save the liquid from that. Ooh. And yeah. We use that as a base for a lot of things too. That sounds wonderful. All right. This one is finished and I will plate them all at the end. Here we go. There is my hash, my potato hash. Okay, so I'm going to take this and get this out the way. I'm just going to move it. Let me see. Put the top. I'm going to move it in the oven. T was talking about either she was talking about my mushroom base or maybe your vegetable broth, but any of those things, she's right. You could freeze it into ice cubes. Yes. And just have it on hand so that you don't have to worry about it going bad or taking up a lot of space in your refrigerator. I've seen someone do that before as well. That That's a really good idea. All right. And, uh, okay, so we're finished with that one. Now I'm going to get back to my Instant Pot potatoes. The next thing that I'm going to do with my Instant Pot potatoes. So, Charm, uh Angela Fischetti said, the next knock Charm hears on her door will be... Hi, <laughs> I'm taking the next flight out for leftovers. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> now, you notice what I did for my cabbage and potatoes. I added my peas at this point. I get frozen organic peas, um, so I can just take the peas out when I'm ready, and it doesn't take long to cook them, but look at the color that the peas added to this. And now all I need to do is at the potatoes. Let me turn the fire on. It's going to be at a little bit less than medium. The cabbage is cooked to the, the tenderness that I like. If you like yours cooked more, cook it more. If you like yours that's more crunchy, don't cook it as much. But the nice thing with this is you don't have to worry about other things having to cook along with it because the potatoes are pretty much done. So here we go. Oh, let me get my cutting board here. Put that right here. And then look how quick. See, these potatoes are already cooked. So all you need to do is just dice them up. Throw them on in there. Oh, yeah. 
Jesse T said, I'm already on the flight, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I know my baby girl is going to be so excited when when this is ready. I think that's about enough in there because we you want a nice combination of the two. Deborah Barr said, again, looks delicious. Again, it's very important to make sure that you have enough liquid because it's going to form that little potato-y kind of um, coating over all of the um, pieces of cabbage. And guys, there's another dish that I make, and I do have that recipe on my YouTube channel as well, and it's called uh, uh, green beans and potatoes. Um, that's a staple. We used to have green beans and potatoes all the time when I was growing up. And of course, it always had a little piece of meat stuck in there. But um, I make it very similar to what I'm doing here. And if you make the green beans and potatoes, what you will do is um, instead of putting the cabbage in at that point, you just put the green beans in at that point and smother it and then do exactly what we're doing here. So that's an entirely different dish that is absolutely delicious. All right. So I'm going to add just a little bit more. Well, because we want to make sure that this is not dry and that it has that nice little coating. Oh, look at this. That's cabbage and potatoes. All done. Yum. And you don't have to weigh it or measure it. Nope. Right? You can just eat as much as you want until you're comfortably full yes. and you don't have to worry about it because it's all good stuff. This is yummy. This is just absolutely yummy. One of my favorite dishes, I have to say. So I'm going to take this and I'm going to get this out of the way. And now... I love how you, you've had things from your childhood and, and things that you were accustomed to eating and you are made them into the, the healthy recipes and they still yes. taste good. So that's just wonderful. Yeah, it's not just taste good. I'm talking taste delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to come over and try them, but <laughs> I'm sure they do taste delicious. Okay, so the last thing that I'm going to make for you all, and I don't know if you heard that or not, the... um. Instant Pot potatoes, they're finished. They're finished already, right? So it does not take long for you to, um, to you know, have Instant Pot potatoes at any time. The next thing I'm going to prepare for you is a tofu scramble. And this is made with Instant Pot potatoes as well. I make tofu scramble with potatoes. And I also have one, and I don't know how many of you grew up eating this. It was something called rice and eggs. We used to eat it for breakfast all the time. Um, and I learned how to mimic that using tofu and rice. So I have a dish called, you know, vegan rice and eggs, <laughs> which will be made almost exactly the way I'm about to make this uh, tofu scramble with Instant Pot potatoes except at the end, instead of adding the potatoes, I'm going to add, uh, I would add um, rice and oh, okay. stir that around. And it's just a vegan rice and eggs. It's, it's really cool. Okay, so I think that's hot enough. Let's do this thing again. And here and, you're using a stainless steel pan yeah, and you're not afraid. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you're going to be making several dishes, um, go on, you know, look at the recipe 
and go on and um, get everything. Like if I'm going to need um, onions in all of them, cut up enough onions for all of them, right? And then that way you don't have to continuously, you know, recut things. I'm going to put my celery in there. Um, using red bell pepper for this one. Just to give it extra color. Turn that down. Alright. Some about a stainless steel. It loves making noise. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you look at any of my YouTube videos, you'll notice that most of them start exactly the same way with the mirepoix. Or should I say the Trinity as we call it in Louisiana. And when I cook with no oil, when I saute those vegetables with no oil, you notice that it's a continuous agitation. You don't just throw it in there and walk away from it because what you don't want is for it to burn. It's going to form a nice little browning on the bottom. And then when you deglaze that with your, um, uh, whatever you deglaze with, you can deglaze with water, you can deglaze with cooking wine. Um, you can, and I usually use veggie broth. Um, it adds that flavor um, to your food. And see, these are coming together a whole lot faster than they typically do because I usually cook a big pot of stuff. And then what I usually do is take and freeze food for later. Um, that way I can have some things already ready in my freezer that I can pop in my hot logic or uh, in the microwave or in my instant pot and pot and pot uh, method. And I'm, I already have food ready to go. But right now I'm cooking small batches. This is for me, this is small. Um, and so the, you'll notice that the uh, sauteing of these vegetables is not taking a full 10 minutes. Now, one thing, a little hint, one thing that I do not freeze, I do not freeze potatoes. Potatoes don't freeze very well. They, they end up with a little watery consistency, I find. Um, so when I cook with potatoes, that's why I like to have the Instant Pot potatoes. When I cook with potatoes, I, um, I just like to, you know, cook it fresh. That's about the only thing I can think of that really, really does not freeze very well. All right, now I'm gonna add in just a little bit. You hear that? I love that sound. Look what it does. It bubbles up and I'm gonna add in my seasoning. Basically the same profile. And in this one, sometimes I'll also add a little black salt to uh, give it that little sulfur taste. I don't think I put that in the recipe because that's not, it's quite expensive and it's, it's really not required. And then I think I, I just did that, that, and that. Um, and then, where's my tofu? There you are. So I use extra firm right here. And what I do is I just crumble it. Just crumble it on in there. Okay. 
and then continue the stirring process. And tofu does not take that long to cook. Some of you like to cook it for longer periods of time, especially when you bake it, because you want that texture that you get with baking tofu for a long period of time. But tofu does not need to be uh, cooked for a long time. Look at that. Isn't that nice? I mean, I can just put um, that in a wrap and go all day long. Just just, like yeah. That. <laughs> And then you have control over the seasonings, how much you want, how little you want. Notice, look right here. See how it's starting to get dry right there? That's when I will add in a little bit of broth. So when Art said, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> in all of these recipes, the broth is not really part of the ingredients list, except it's there to stop the uh, food from sticking and to give it that moisture okay. all right so i think this is about ready while i cut up my potatoes these i usually like to cook a little cut a little small as well A little bit more broth in there while I put in my peas. Just a little. And I like the peas in there. Give it a little fiber, but I also like the peas because of the color. I just, I just get so excited when I see dishes that have all kinds of colors in them, which is the main reason why I use the red bell pepper in this dish instead of the green bell pepper. All right. I'm going to put that in here. Uh, I think I'm going to add one more big potato. Yeah, and people Look. don't need to be afraid of potatoes, right? Oh, no. Goodness, no. Tell us about potatoes, Charm. Well, the, this is the deal. <laughs> Potatoes are satiating. And when, when, you, when you begin eating a whole food plant-based um, diet, so to speak, you want to be able to eat things that satisfy you. And potatoes are very satisfying. They are a whole food. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing's taken away from them. They are a whole food. And when we say we eat a whole food plant-based um, uh, we have a whole food plant-based way of eating. Uh, potatoes are definitely a good choice. When I first started, I'll give you all a little secret. I was what they called a McDougler. I, I, man, when, when he, um, when I started reading some of his stuff and looking at some of me, you're talking about Dr. John McDougal. Yes. Uh -huh. talks started, a lot about potatoes. Yes. And then, you know, Mary McDougal, his wife, had some of the most wonderful recipes. And then I said, wow, you know, this is something I can. And when I was eating more potatoes, that was when I was actually losing weight effortlessly. But there again, 
when you first start a whole food plant-based diet, um, it has a way of making that weight come off fairly quickly. But I ate a lot of potatoes. I need to start thinking about that again now. <laughs> yeah. Really, that that's, my we, were talk, <laughs> we were talking about that before the broadcast because you were telling me how you like to batch cook the potatoes in the Instant Pot. Yes. And I was talking about how I love to have potatoes in the refrigerator. And I recommend that people do that. So this way, if you're walking out the door, take a Ziploc bag or a silicone bag or a Tupperware dish, whatever you've got. And put some potatoes in there and take them with you because this way, if you get hungry, they're, they're delicious, even cold, and you'll never get caught being hungry and making a choice that you may regret. Exactly. I want you all to look at that. See? How would you like to wake up to something like that in the morning? <laughs> and it is absolutely delicious. So in this short period of time, we have made three dishes and let me get them back out so that you can see them. I'm going to go on to turn this fire off. I stuck one to get it out of the way in the oven and then my cabbage and potatoes. <clears throat> so we have our tofu scramble with instant pot potatoes. We have cabbage and potatoes, and we have potato hash. And none of these have to be for, for a specific meal. You can have any of them for any meal. The, the tofu scramble doesn't have to necessarily be for breakfast. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to go on and pull this back down now. Angela Fischetti said, knock, knock. <laughs> <laughs> this was so much fun, I tell you. And I, I, can, I, I can almost hear my daughter in there drooling <laughs> because the house smells so good. <laughs> oh, um, Mona wanted to know, did Charm already show the cabbage and potatoes? Well, I did, but I love showing my food. There we go. You know what? Let me get a little bit in each. Uh, let me get a bowl <clears throat> for each of these. And then Deborah, Deborah said a potato feast. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, and filling, and there's no no um, no regrets. You know, there's no regrets because you can eat this and. You don't have to worry about, oh my goodness, did I mess up my diet or, you know, am I going to gain a few pounds? When I used to eat potatoes, the way I used to, it, all I did was lost. I never gained. Um, I think what I've got to do now is to avoid, I'm, I'm isolated a lot. And so one of my little things is to go to a restaurant, which I know if I go that I'm going to have to deal with things that may have some oil in them. And then you tend to overeat as well. Right. So because they, we they just always them, have yeah. to continuously know what we can and cannot do, know what we can and cannot allow ourselves to do and accept, you know, the consequences of whatever it is that we do. But this has reminded me of how much I used to love potatoes. And I think I'll be doing that again. So here's the hash. 
Can you see that? Wait, let me put you on this screen here. Go ahead. So here's the hash. Here are the cabbage and potatoes. And here is the tofu scramble. Yum. And it looks like a, a lot of the, the, from the dental work, I don't feel it as uh, deadening anymore. So it looked <laughs> like it worked during this presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I could look so put together after I had 10 more. Oh, <laughs> Angela Fischetti said, the power of the pleasure trap. Food is insidious. It pulls us in when you were talking about the restaurant food. It does. It does. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to get out of that trap. And that's the thing. You know, you can go, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and you're doing so well. And that's happened to me. You know, I've gotten all the way down into the low 20s that I'm, I'm like right around 235 right now. I've gotten way in the 220s and then I'll do something and then it's hard to stop, you know? And so it's just, it's a, it's a journey. Um, it's a continuous situation where we reevaluate every day what we're doing, you know, because the hard part for some people is getting rid of the animal products. That was not hard for me at all. Right. But but being my background as a foodie, um, I've been able to be very successful in some ways. And then, you know, you want to get out and you want to see people. So you sit in a corner in a restaurant, you know, and uh, I, this whole thing right here has just made me reevaluate again. And I've just got to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think that everybody, if they could all have an opportunity to be on a show every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> and to right? talk it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Because then you start, it, it, it makes you kind of walk the walk again and reevaluate like you, like you were saying, you know, it, it kind of puts you, my husband was talking about that earlier, you know, because I mean, I never stopped talking about this. You know, you think I'm doing it now. Well, even when I'm not on the broadcast. <laughs> and he, he lost like 130 pounds or something. So, yeah. And and that was in 2012. And he kept it off. But, you know, he. I think that because I'm constantly immersing him in it, I think it, it makes it, you know, that he has me kind of, mm -hmm. you know, there cheering him on. And I think that that kind of helps. And it's it's tough. It's tough because... The, the restaurants have the foods and, and the and some of the grocery stores have those yeah. foods that were designed to make us want to eat them. And exactly. it's really it's it's a tough thing. But you've you've done so much so far and you've resolved a lot of your health issues because of this. So I, I applaud you. It's it's just wonderful. And thanks. Thanks for sharing your human side. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, Apple uh, 369 said it's a daily situation. We've got to eat. He's right. Yep. He's right. You just have to make, you know, the best choices that you can at whatever given time it is. Yeah. And um, and then if you don't do so well, learn how to forgive yourself mm. and vow to do better the next time. Right. That's it. Because it's that, that just because something happens, it doesn't mean, okay, then I just give up. And, and right. Yeah. The next meal is your next opportunity exactly. to just reset and, and do it again. Yes. Yeah. Angela said it's all about progress, not perfection. Yep. Right. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. You cooked all this food and, and we're going to have the recipes available in the show notes for everybody so that they can take a look at them. And it's and maybe I hope that they've been uh, inspired to to cook some things for themselves, and and thanks, Sean. 
Thank yes, you so absolutely. And um, may I uh, mention a little bit about CNS Kitchen? Yes, I'm, that's what I was just about to do. I was, I was going to thank you for your wonderful recipe demos and for sharing your journey about how you resolved your health conditions. And I was going to encourage everybody because we on the on the internet, the only way to do applause is to click like. So click like so to show your appreciation. Because Charm, I mean, you shared a, a a really awesome story, and you also were here even though you had dental work. So we really appreciate that. So now please tell us about what you do. Okay. So when I did retire from teaching, I was very fortunate to connect with the T. Colin Campbell Center for Nutrition Studies. Um, and in doing so, I was given the opportunity to work with Chef Dell. Uh, many of you know Chef Dell Shroff. Uh, he and I are co-workers. And uh, so he, together we created um, a platform. It's, it's not on Facebook. It's a platform all by itself on um, Mighty Networks called CNS Kitchen. The purpose of CNS Kitchen is for people who are uh, interested in following a whole food plant-based uh, way of eating or who do follow a whole food plant-based way of eating and either need that layer of support or um, want to be there to just be around people who are, you know, who eat uh, whole food plant-based and live that lifestyle. We have a premium space, but the CNS Kitchen is a free platform. So we do have things that uh, we offer for free, but we also have a premium space within um, CNS Kitchen where um, we have weekly cooking classes. Chef Dell cooks every single week. Um, when a person joins that space, they have access to more than 200 recipes. Many of them are Chef Dell's recipes. I am the host of his cooking classes. So I'll in, you know, welcome people in and so on. And he cooks from his kitchen, which is really nice. But in addition to the cooking classes, we also have um, wellness challenges, whole food plant-based wellness challenges. We're in the middle of one right now. We're on day 17. We do them quite regularly. We'll be doing another one in January. Uh, so if you are interested in being a part of the next wellness challenge, please do get in that subscription space uh, before the end of this year, before the price goes up to its normal price. Um, we're going to have a book study at the end of this month in that space. Uh, we're going to be examining James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, which has just blown up and helping people to understand the habits that they have, the habits that they can formulate, and those habits that they can possibly break that are not serving them well. And so we just have a number of things going on in there. So if you need that, that, that layer of support, if you need us to you know, hug you and hold your hand, uh, come on over to CNS Kitchen and and come into our subscription space, which is called um, Weekly Live Cooking Classes and More. And um, we just love to have you. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, and you have so much. And also you talk about you have a YouTube channel too, right? Yes, yes. My YouTube, now my other persona <laughs> is Atlanta Creole. Atlanta because I live in the Atlanta area. Creole because that's my heritage. And um, on my YouTube channel, I have a couple of things that I do. I started it off when I was coaching people in my pod on not only weight loss, because that was when I was in the middle of my journey, but also in, um, you know, following a whole food plant-based way of eating. And so you'll find me riding my bike and just talking words of wisdom. But 
in addition, I cook, I make um, cooking vid uh, videos, um, demos, kind of like what you just saw today, but typically just one dish uh, each. And um, I, I have a, a plant-based gumbo that I made on there. I have lots, I think I mentioned that earlier, lots of, of uh, okra dishes, because that's uh, dear to my heart as far as you know my upbringing is concerned. Lots and lots of wonderful food. So it's called uh, Atlanta Creole. That's my YouTube channel. Well, thanks for sharing that with us too, because I've been on there looking <laughs> and enjoying all that you do. And, and the cooking is great. And But then you just had these heart-to-heart -heart talks with people and you feel like you just look right into that camera and you feel like that that you're just talking to, to, to me, you know, and it's it's just... It's it's awesome. And you're real in there. You know, you talk about the challenges and you talk about the ups and downs and you talk about the successes and you're just so encouraging. So I, I really definitely enjoy that. Well, again, thank you so much for for doing the recipes and, and giving us another, we, we, you know, you get, get that that boost of encouragement. And you certainly did that. And Green Warriors, why don't you tell us in the comments, what are you going to remember from today? What was your takeaway? And please stay tuned for a special announcement. I do want to thank Just Tass Voice because she did the voiceover and the promo. And Just Tass Voice, who's coming up next? A diagnosis of late stage cancer changed Sally's career trajectory from a professor of education to a whole food plant-based educator and yoga instructor. Here's Sally Lipsky's healing journey on Wednesday, December 14th. 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Be Green with Amy Live. And I want to tell you, please put a, a like in the comments for a charm or a, or a click like, because I think that that's, I, I will do that later, because <laughs> she's just awesome. And I want to thank most of all you guys, because you're watching, and that's why we're here, right, Charm? We're yeah. here to, to, to try to get more people into this lifestyle or to encourage those who are trying to stick with it because it's the outcomes and the results are really just so wonderful. And we want, we want to send healing out to the world, right? <laughs> and I want all of you to go ahead and take your right hand and put it on your left shoulder and your left hand and put it on your right shoulder and give yourself a squeeze because that's a hug from me to you. And if you would like to join us, because Charm is going to be saying the last word of my tagline, which is green, and you can type that in the show notes, the my tagline. So are you ready, Charm? I am ready. Okay. Well, until I see you guys again, remember, be strong, be well, and be green. green. <laughs> Thank you, Charm. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now you can listen to Be Green with Amy expert interviews wherever you go. Listen while walking, meal prepping, or traveling. Find Be Green with Amy on Apple, Google, Alexa, Amazon, or virtually anywhere you find podcasts. Be strong, be well, and be green with Be Green with Amy.